that probably just blew everyone's ears up, but it's fine. It's totally fine. All right, hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. Grace is back today. Yay! We're gonna talk about something a little bit different though, because um, y'all probably don't want to hear the homeschooler life story any more times. The public schooler life. The story. public schooler life story. <laughs> That's probably why you have the most listened to episode at this point. Like you're just a variant, and then like you're just a mutation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so what I wanted to talk about today was athletics because Ooh. this is something Mrs. R talks about all the time. Our A push teacher, like at the end of every one of her like weekly updates, she puts in this little section about how she's like, oh, like I'm training for my 5K or whatever she's training for at the time. Um, I think it's really important that as we focus on studying, we not just be like, oh, this is like what you should do for this, this, and this, because like you are a whole person and how you exercise and use your body affects how your mind works. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, totally. Okay, good. Um, can you pull that mic down just a little bit? Yeah. There we go. Is that good? That's good. Okay. okay. Um, so, first of all, some background. I am nowhere near the athlete you are. <laughs> um, like, I'm an all-conference athlete. You like, you know, I was named MVP. Like, I, <laughs> mm-hmm. I do things. Yes. But you obviously compete a lot higher in, in your sport. Well, I wouldn't say that necessarily. I mean, each sport definitely has its own, like accomplishments that you can get and I mean I would not be good at tennis or cross country at all um but just for the viewers for the background I mean I did gymnastics from my seventh grade through my junior year and then I suffered an ACL meniscus injury at the beginning of my junior season so this past year as a senior I did not um compete in gymnastics at all and now I'm obviously a senior and the track season will be starting soon and I've been doing track um since the seventh, since seventh grade, and then freshman year was a COVID year, and then last year did not get to compete because of my knee injury. Mm-hmm. So this will only be my fourth season running track for high school, and then I'm also committed to run track in college next year as well. Okay, so tell us a little bit about like some of the things you have accomplished as a runner. Um, in track, I have been all conference for I think two years, and then I was. Um, all state in the 300 meter hurdles. I got second place at the state meet in 2021. And then our four by one relay also went to state. And I believe we got seventh place. And so we were also all state for that. Um, Let's see, I was MVP in 2021. Wait, what are the all state requirements? All state requirements is when you're at the state meet, you have to place in the top nine. Okay. So for the 300 meter hurdles, I was second place. And then the four by one, we were seventh place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that same year, I was actually also all state for gymnastics. So I've been all state three times. Um, but now I didn't go back to doing gymnastics. So yeah. that won't happen again. Yeah. Looking this year to hopefully be all state in the 300 hurdles, potentially the 100 meter hurdles. Um, that's definitely my weaker event of the two hurdle races. I'm mm-hmm. definitely more of a mid distance girl. Um, 300 meter hurdles, much more my jam. Um, also, 400s in college, it turns to the 400-meter hurdles, that extra 100 meters with the same amount of hurdles, just longer and more hard, I yeah. would say. Yeah. Actually, that's probably like really bad grammar, more hard. I don't know. <laughs> Harder, but that Harder. works. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. That's really funny because all of my friends are on the like the distance team in mm-hmm. track, so they all run, you know, the, the two-mile, the... Yeah, that's crazy. longer events. I could n- I could never do distance. The 400 is the most that I will ever do. Yeah. And I guess 400s probably isn't even considered mid distance. I think 800s are more mid distance. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to think I was more of like a short spinner, like 100, 200. But now I'm deciding that's not really for me. Um, my track coach talks about turnover speed. And I think I have good turnover speed. It just takes me a little bit to get going. Yeah. 
Um, so that's why like the 300 meter hurdles is good because it's a little bit longer of a race where I can still like use my speed but also my endurance as well. And going over hurdles is just so much fun. Yeah. And it's kind of like gymnastics in a way because you just get to like leap in the air <laughs> while running and jumping over objects yeah. that are in front of you. <laughs> Personally, hurdles are terrifying because like you trip and fall on your no. face. I think I've maybe only tripped over a hurdle one time and fallen, but that's because it was like probably end of March, beginning of April. There was still snow and ice on the track and my track coach is like, okay, we're going over hurdles today. So... I mean, naturally, when okay. the track is covered in ice, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. You slip and fall. Um, the only other thing that's kind of dangerous about hurdles is that, like, your knee gets completely banged up. Mm-hmm. Like, this past weekend, I competed at a meet. Um, actually, my first meet that I ran in hurdles since June of 2021. And in warm-ups, I completely banged my knee over the hurdle, and it hurt so bad. And now I have a bruise, like, probably a good few inches down the side of my knee. Nice. Um so yeah, that's not great. It's all the different Love colors that. right now. <laughs> Probably today it's purple. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have it looked at it recently. <laughs> it changes colors every day. It changes day. colors every day. <laughs> that's really funny. Um, okay, so how have you seen your academics impacted by your athletics? Is there like a specific way that you can, you know, like for me, I think my uh, academics were most impacted by um, teaching me time management because, because the time you have to take out of your day to participate in high school sport is pretty significant. Like for tennis, we practice two and a half hours every weekday. Cross country, we usually be more around two, but um, like that's a pretty significant chunk of time, like right in the middle of the day, right in your afternoon. And you have to learn how to work around that and and be okay with sacrificing that time for for the greater good. I don't want to say it like that, but yeah. like for your own betterment. Um, so how about you? What do you think? I mean, when you're a high school athlete, as a traditional public schooler, you go to school. School starts at like 8, 10. You're there all day long. Then you have your after school sport from like 3.30 to like 5.30. So you're not getting home till almost 6. Then you have to eat, do chores, be with your family. So for me, <clears throat> I would not start doing my homework until like 8 p.m. at night. So that's only like a few good hours of like quality studying time that most kids, they would have more than that if they're mm-hmm. not in an after-school sport. So yeah. like you were saying, you really have to learn how to use your time wisely, which I feel like that's something that I kind of struggle with sometimes. Mm-hmm. But when you do have limited hours of studying, you know that you have to get your work done in that amount of time. Otherwise, you're not going to be prepared for the next day. Right. And especially having like track meets to go late on like a Thursday and you would have a test the next morning on that Friday, you really have to use your time wisely to be prepared to the same level that you would want to be prepared at, whether you had a meet the night before or not. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's funny. Um, when you think about it, it's like, oh, I'm going to like put this thing in my day and not give myself enough time and still get it done. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of where it's at. Like you force yourself not to have enough time so you can get it done. Right. That's where I exactly. That's where I fall for sure. Mm-hmm. And then probably... sometimes your sleep schedule gets messed up. Like generally, I would like to be in bed by like ten thirty, not have any extra homework to do. But I mean, if you're not getting home from a track meet until like nine, ten o'clock at night, like depending on how far away the meet is, mm-hmm. and if you have to take the bus ride back to the high school and then go home, yep. I mean, you're staying up like late trying to get those assignments done before the deadline at midnight, mm-hmm. and then you still have to like shower and get ready for bed, yeah, and then sleep for a few hours, and then wake up and do it all over again the next day. It's grueling. Mm-hmm. It can be really grueling. Yeah. But it's so rewarding. <laughs> right? It really is. I know during the gymnastics season is during the winter. Okay. So for those years that I did gymnastics after school, <clears throat> just the middle of winter, it's dark. You wake up, it's dark outside. By the time you're done with practice, it's dark outside. 
And it's just that like middle of the winter after Christmas, like dullness Mm -hmm. that it can be really hard to get through sometimes. And I think that's where faith comes in. And by having that dependency on the Lord, you know that he's going to get you through this time in your life, no matter how hard it is. And I think even this winter, although I'm not doing gymnastics, I'm kind of just like, you know what? God's got me. He's got me. Yeah. Like whatever struggles I'm going through, whether that's with like my sport performance or my academic performance, I know that God has a bigger plan in all of this. Mm -hmm. And if I'm meant to like stay up late and like crunch all my homework in really late at night for like a week, I know that God will provide the next week. Yeah. And he's got me through all this. Yeah. That's funny that you mentioned that. I mean, obviously, considering that we have listeners who are not of a faith background, I can see where that would be really hard, especially since you, you know, if you don't have that faith and that trust in God, then you're stuck doing it mm-hmm. all on your own right. and you have to be responsible for everything. And that can almost, you know, that's crushing. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that that ends up causing you a lot more anxiety. Right. Um, so if you're not of a faith background, it's, it, you know, it might be interesting to see where you have to, you know, put that in, put that on yourself, like mm-hmm. to try and have everything worked out and be respond literally be responsible for everything. Right. Not to say that you're not responsible when you have faith in God, because obviously you're responsible for your things. <laughs> obviously, it's your life. You have to be real, it's your life. Free and you have to reason. do it. Um, but but that is really interesting to think about, mm-hmm. and I'm glad to hear that that impacted you yeah. like that. And I think as an athlete that does have a faith, like even when you're competing, you compete for God. Mm-hmm. Like God gives you these talents, mm-hmm. and so you're meant to like repay him in a sense with your athletic performance yeah so every time before i compete i say like a little prayer i'm yeah. like god i'm competing for you and then at the end i always just thank him and be like thank you for my athletic performance yeah exactly because i mean i would not be the athlete or the student that i am for that mm-hmm. matter like mm-hmm. without him yeah i think that's i think what that says too is a broader principle of selflessness that um when we are selfless it works out better i think even like our modern culture glorifies this more than we think it does. Um, maybe things like feed my starving children are an example of this. Like we glorify the idea of helping other people in that sense. Um, and obviously I know some people um, don't, you know, they don't give their athletic performance to God. Um, but that idea of um, giving that out of yourself, you know, like doing it for someone else, like, you know, even if it's like, I didn't, you know, do this for your parents or your sibling or someone who's in need, it still applies um, even if you don't have faith in God because in the end, that selflessness always gets you farther than like that narcissistic looking inward sort of thing. Right. Yeah. And I think even when I compete too, I am like competing in a way for my parents because my parents have put so much like time and effort into my training, so much like money and the hours like spent for me to do well. So I think in a way when I like come finish a race, like my parents are right there, they're cheering for me and I know that like, I mean, it doesn't matter my performance. My parents are always going to be happy for me. Mm-hmm. But it also does give me a sense of, like, extra joy and happiness when I do well. And my parents are right there, and I can be like, tell them thank you for all their help. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I know my parents, they want me to succeed so badly. And my dad was even saying, he was like, Grace, you have to want it more than we want it for you. Yeah. And I think in a way, like, I'm kind of coming around to that idea of, like, yes, my parents want this for me. But then I also have to like double check, make sure, be like, Grace, is this what you want for mm-hmm. you? And then I'm like, well, of course it is. I love yeah. running track. I love yeah. doing hurdles. And especially like competing in the meet this past week, I was like, yeah, this is totally what I want to do. And I'm so thankful that I'm going to have opportunities in my future to be able to run in college. Um, 
And obviously I won't be able to do that without my parents and their support. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I love that. It is funny though how like a lot, a lot, a lot of the high performing high school athletes are literally miserable and their parents are forcing them to do it. Mm-hmm. Like I see it all the time. Right. Every like number one singles player on any high school tennis team doesn't want it as much as their parents. Like their parents want that mm-hmm. for them. I know, and that's so sad that that's kind of the society that we're in where like parents are like pushing this on their children. But I don't know. I respect my parents. I value their opinions. And of course. I've always like obeyed them. And I think they've never put me in a position to do something that I didn't want to do myself. Right. Yeah. So unfortunately, well, maybe not unfortunately. Fortunately, <laughs> I'm not one of those kids. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> it's definitely prevalent for sure. Um Another thing, too, that I've, I feel like I've noticed being an athlete and a student at the same time is that a lot of the things that I, I learned through my sport in terms of, like, skills and, um, I guess, overall general mindset definitely apply to studying as well. Like, a pretty obvious example of this is the idea of um, being competitive in your study. Mm-hmm. I always... You know, it, it's not at first you're like, what the heck do you mean by that? Like, like, who are you competing against? Like, <laughs> you, I have to have a better grade than everyone else in the class. No, um, like competing against yourself and mm-hmm. that you're pushing yourself to be better in the same way that you are, yeah. especially with a sport like track, mm-hmm. um, cross country and tennis, because they're all basically individual sports where right. it's up to you to do your best. And, mm-hmm. you know, no one else really has any effect on that. Right. You're always competing against yourself, too. Mm -hmm. And, like, in gymnastics, gymnastics is a very individual sport. Mm -hmm. Although, like, your scores are combined for, like, a team score. But you're only competing against yourself. That's how tennis is, too. So I think, like you said, bringing that into academics, like, you need to be on top of your academics and on top of your schoolwork for yourself. Because if you're not, then it's only you that you're hurting by, like, procrastinating and waiting to do things. And, I mean... Even like this past week, I've been kind of procrastinating on my calculus homework. And then the past two days, we had like snow days or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to like catch up on my homework. And I'm like, okay, now I'm in like such a better mindset by helping myself out earlier in the week. Because now later, now it's Friday. Yeah. Now I'm done with all my work. I just have like one quiz to take. And right. I'm like, wow, why have I never done this sooner? Why don't I do my work earlier in the week? <laughs> yeah. So now I'm also like, hmm, wow, I need That's to work so, on my time management. That, yeah, that is that is so um like relatable because this is an asynchronous class that these kids are in. Um, so all of the work is basically given to them ahead of time and mm-hmm. it's, like, it's up to them to complete it by the deadline yeah. and work through it at that, like a normal pace. And I don't think I was ever like procrastinating to the point where it was like, I turned it all in in one day, uh, the day it was due mm-hmm. at cough, cough. Um, <laughs> but that can make a really big difference, especially on your state of mind because it's mm-hmm. like, Oh my God, like oh, I have this to do and this to do and this to do and this to do. And it's all due tonight. Like, ah, like, well, you could have just done this like three days ago. <laughs> right. And I think I'm also kind of in like a panic mode because my government class is online. And now I'm like, okay, next week's our midterm. Next week, we were supposed to have read a book so we can write our paper and turn that in next week. And I'm like, hmm, yes, I've been keeping up with like our discussion posts and like reading the assigned articles, but like, am I really going to be prepared and ready for this midterm? Yeah. Like, I've kind of been like putting it off a little bit. Scary. So now, like, this last week, I'm like, oh my gosh, I like need to do my work. I'm like <laughs> reading the book, taking notes, like reading over the textbook chapters because I'm like, if I don't put in the preparation this week, nothing's going to change for next week. Like I'm not going to be ready for the midterm or for this essay to write. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like kind of in panic mode, but like I still have enough time to like this where I can get it done. This is literally the AP exam. Like this is literally where we're at the AP right. exam. Like if you don't put in the work now, like it's not going to change your I think score. every AP exam that I've ever taken, I've like waited to the very last minute. How like did that start go for you? Studying. 
How did that go for you? I mean, I've passed some of them. I haven't passed some of them. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just the sooner you realize, the sooner that panic mode sets in, the better for you. <laughs> if it hasn't set in now, let's see. It's March. It's March. You've you have like until May. Yeah. You you better start studying yeah. now. If you're not studying until like the beginning of May, like sometimes what I did, like that is a problem. <laughs> that is a problem. So I would say like you don't need to be the overachiever and start studying now, but like April, you, you better start getting on that. Like yeah. start like doing a little bit each night. So it's not like a gigantic task, mm-hmm. like the few days yeah. before the AP exam, because there's no way you're going to be able to pass it then. No, no, no way. No. Um, another thing, I think another lesson that I've learned from academics too is, um, I know, I know, okay, I know <laughs> we're running out of time, but another lesson that I've learned is perseverance and endurance and sticking through to the end. I mean, maybe that's just cross country, but I'm pretty sure every sport has that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> especially when it comes to like an AP exam where you're supposed to be studying for it all stinking year. And then like it leads up to this big climactic event, but you have to prepare for it all year, like very mm-hmm. slowly and in little increments. And it can be really hard to stick with that. Athletics has definitely taught me where that's valuable because it gives you those wins more than, you know, like the one mm-hmm. big exam does. Right. It's really funny. I don't know. Like I, I play in tennis, um, an average match, like most matches are one and two sets. Um, my freshman year, I think I play. I, I think I only played like three two set matches, and all the rest I played three sets, which is like the mm-hmm. tiebreaker set, mm-hmm. because I would not give up, and I still I'm still like that to this day. Like yeah. I, I refuse to give up, yeah. no matter how badly I'm losing. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of them I would go on to win, right? Because the other guy would get so stinking frustrated with me yeah. and be like, "Please just die already," and I'd be mm-hmm. like, "No, yeah," and I would win. And that's like the mindset too. I think even like when I've been doing these hard like track workouts where we have like repeat 200s or repeat 400s with limited rest and each week the progression goes that you increase the reps and decrease the amount of time in between each rep. Mm -hmm. And I think getting to that second to last rep is always the toughest. And that's where that positive mindset has to kick in and be like, no, I got this. I can do this. I'm going to persevere through this because the last rep, you just give it everything you got. And that's what's the most fun. And I think that's also like correlates to your academics because you just are slowly chipping away at your academics. You're getting ready. You're studying for this big exam. And that last week before the AP exam is definitely the toughest because that's when it actually matters. Mm-hmm. The things you're studying, you need to be remembering. Yeah. And then that last rep, the AP exam, that's where it all pays off. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. Right, this is a great conversation. We have to go to get yes. your class. But <laughs> thank you so much for chatting about it. Um, yeah. I'll, like one word of advice to the listeners is like, actually take time to exercise because it will make you better a better student. Like it mm-hmm. will make you a better student. Yeah, take like 30 minutes a day. Just yeah. go for a walk, go for a run, yeah. move the body. Like Do it something. helps. Do it something. helps so much. Yeah, Don't just study for hours on end. That's no fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Grace. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Bye, guys. Bye.